Hello, all you beautiful people. You know what time it is. Ladies and gents, guys and dolls, and everyone in between. Gather round. Get you something real nice to sip on and comfy to slip on. Because it's time for Smut Club. Here's your hosts, Chelsea and Hannah. and welcome to Smart Club. I'm Hannah. And I'm Chelsea. I've just given Chelsea a heart attack. I just didn't know that we were recording already. Oh, like I felt my chest tighten in a real way. And then I was like, then I paused for a second. I'm like, what are you nervous about? I don't know. Like, what are you? Oh, well, I just kicked my mic. So maybe, maybe that's it. We're just starting off strong. Right? Okay. Um, We're so glad you guys are here. Yes. Thanks for being on this journey. Maybe you are on it on a weekly basis. Maybe you just showed up because you like the book. But regardless, we're glad you're here. This is the podcast where we tend to day drink and review and read trashy romance novels. Correct. Some of them aren't trashy. Some of them are classy. Yeah. I would say this one that I'm doing today is maybe like more in the middle. Like it's not trashy and it's not terrible it's more like um there's more exposition than plot does that make sense oh yes but also what's the name of oh sure it's his for hanukkah by reese morrison so i with a c or an s an s okay and i found this author by accident um, they are a um, – they identify as queer, and they write queer romance. Awesome. Um, and I believe that they are Jewish. I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. Well, at the very least, they wrote a book about a Jewish holiday. They did. They did. And so <clears throat> I was telling you before we started, and then you stopped me <laughs> so that we could do it on here. Um <laughs> Yeah, I just, like you and I have this horrible <laughs> habit. It's why we started the podcast because yep. we used to annoy yep. everyone on our work links talking yep. about books. But I do think the funniest thing is like we get so excited to tell each other about the books that we like forget to save it for recording. Yep. And then there are moments where I'm like, damn it, that was funny. But then it feels weird because you don't want to repeat the joke you just right. made. Like, that right. doesn't feel sincere. It doesn't. So I'm sorry that I just <laughs> Earlier, Hannah was like mid-sentence, and I literally went, stop telling me. (laughs) She said, stop, stop. I was like, just stop. I Save it. I want to know, but not right now. So, sorry. No. Wasn't trying to like. It's good. We'll circle back around. Um, So, um, I, what I appreciated most about this book, really, um, is that, as I was saying earlier, but I don't think I finished the thought all the way, is that. The reason why this book didn't feel trashy to me is because it's obvious that this author knows the community she's writing about. Mm. So, like, you know, a lot of authors are, ooh, I want to write about kink. Or, like, ooh, I want to write about, like, a gay romance or whatever. And they have no real experience in it. And it then they put feels, it in, like, chat GPT. Exactly. Like, Tell me about kink. Exactly. And so it feels really um, like almost 
just ridiculous. Like, it's like, that's not how any of this really works. And so it just doesn't, it, I don't know. It just feels wrong to me. Um, well, I feel like we've had that conversation about books um, that are like BDSM and things yeah. like that. And yeah. And you're so right. You can always tell that difference of like, oh, they understand this community. They're in this community mm-hmm. versus they're like, I read Fifty Shades of Grey and I right. think this concept is hot. But like when there's like no conversations about consent or safe words or, yep. or boundaries and like – I think that's always a moment that I pause and I'm like, I feel like the author might be new to the community or learning about it. But when you can just kind of tell, like, they're not as, like... Well-versed. Yes. Yeah. What? I want integrated into the community. Yeah. Like, like active. Like, yeah. You know, it's like, okay, so maybe they went to a club one time to, like, learn about the community and then they were like, I got it. And decided to write a whole book about it. I did 45 minutes of research. Right. Right. Um, you know, the confidence of, like, a mediocre white man. Yeah, To be like, I've got this. I've learned all I need to know. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing that can be explained to me because I explain everything to everyone else. Correct. Yes. So um, this book, again, His for Hanukkah by Reese Morrison. So, um, there is kink involved. It's a queer romance. So we've Just got tell layers. Us about it. We've got layers. Yeah. So we start with layers. Adam. Adam. Um, he is really, really struggling. Um, he, we know right off the bat he has some pretty intense anxiety issues. Mm. His favorite hoodie, which is like his comfort item, got really messed up, and so. He's going to get a new one, but none of them feel right. And if anybody else has, like, sensory stuff, you know that, like, Mm. that's a big deal. It doesn't sound like it, but it really is. My husband has, like, major sensory stuff. And so, like, if things don't feel right, he won't feel right, like, for the whole day. Like, if the textures aren't right. I'll say I'm not that big of, like, at that level of sensory, but I did – just have a very similar situation with sweatpants for the first time. Cause I had like a pair of sweatpants that I've worn out because, um, I have thick thighs and I get the chub rub sure. and, um, yeah, it's a family curse. My son is fucked. <laughs> my, my husband and I both get it. Um, but we're like, I'm like, we just have big thighs and our thighs rub together. Right. I'm like, and that's like, no matter how much I work out, no matter how much I weigh, I've just like embraced like, yeah, that's how we're built. Yeah. We, I, I'm built as a thick thighed human. But the uh, – it got real threadbare <laughs> between the thighs. That's you, always where my pants go first. Yes, 1,000%. And I didn't realize it until I was sitting on my patio talking to my sister-in-law and, like, put, like, bit my leg up and just, like, put it underneath me. And I looked down and I was like, that is a giant – oh, there's two. There's a <laughs> hole on each side. And then I was holding my baby. Then he discovered the holes. I'm like, nope, that's not a toy. <laughs> Mom just has chub. But all this to say, I was like, cool, I need a new pair of sweatpants. The This pair was from Old Navy, and I couldn't find it on their website again. Right. And I looked, like, for a long time through all of the reviews. I ended up ordering a pair on Amazon. I put them on in, for, like, three seconds, and I went, absolutely fucking not. Took them straight back off. I was like, these need to be returned. Cannot wear these. Yeah. At all. And found that Old Navy had, like, what? I think the pair I had was, like, 
extra high-waisted vintage joggers. And mm-hmm. now I just have extra high-waisted joggers. And I'm like, these are the same sweatpants. But I'm yeah. like, but it's the the feeling of them. And as soon right. as I put them on, I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. I was like, these are the sweatpants. I was like, and I had a moment where I went, do I just need to buy like six pairs and just like, mm-hmm. bu- like stock up on them should yep. they go out in the future? Because I've already seen that I can't survive <laughs> with these <laughs> Amazon sweatpants. These have become a necessity for me. Yes. Like, yeah. And it was the first time, because, like, I think, like, I like to be cozy. Sure. But I think it was the first time that I was like, oh, no. What What do I do? I don't have these sweatpants anymore. <laughs> so that is literally the energy Adam is bringing. He's, oh, like, God. his whole life, he feels like, is in shambles at this point. It's not, but he just doesn't feel good. He's not happy. He's anxious and he's really struggling. So Mm -hmm. he has a high stress, uh, high profile sort of job. They have forced him to take vacation, not because anything is wrong, just because he hasn't taken time off in three years and he has so much PTO. They were like, you, you have to take time off. That's it. So they forced him to take two weeks. Do most companies not have like a you can only roll over so much? Do, do well, that was I think that was the issue. I think that was the issue. He was coming to the end of his like rollover where he could accrue. After years, oh. I want his PTO plan. <laughs> that's that's I'm like, what I'm really getting at. So here. my husband is notorious for just having maxed PTO at mm. all times, and I don't understand it because he does take time off. He just accrues it so fast because he's been there for so long yes. that he can't burn it fast enough. So he just gives it away to people. Like, Aww. he hears that somebody's out sick, he gives them some PTO. He hears somebody had a baby, he gives them some PTO. That's he's so like, sweet. He was like, I mean, I have the document, like, printed and saved on my desk so I can just jot it down real quick and give it to HR. And that's the energy I feel from Adam where he's like, I don't need it. I don't want it. Like he thrives on routine and that's what he wants. Like he wants Mm -hmm. the routine. He like, he finds a lot of comfort in it. So even though this is meant to be a time for him to recharge and take care of himself, it does not feel that way. Yes. He's not excited about this vacation. No. So he's at the mall trying to find a new hoodie and it's Christmas stuff everywhere. Um, and he is just getting increasingly agitated. Um, you know, we find out his boyfriend dumped him like about a year ago, uh, because he was too needy. His parents don't really talk to him and he's thinking, you know, he really wants to find a boyfriend more than that. He wants what, what he refers to as like a, a full-time dom, not somebody you're Mm -hmm. just doing scenes with, but somebody Mm -hmm. that is like a full-time dom. Um, but he feels like he's too needy to ever have a relationship like that. So he's just Mm -hmm. down on himself all over the place. Um, he, (laughs) at one point, somebody like bumps him because the mall is like overrun with people and it hurts. And he, he's like, wow, I'm, I'm kind of being like a little bit of a wimp about this. And then his exact quote is, um, why do some things feel so unpleasant, but an actual whipping can make me come, <laughs> which I found fun and interesting. What a, what a way to, to let us know where Adam is at. Um, <laughs> 
So he's like, wow, someone pushed my shoulder lightly and that really hurt. But I can only orgasm if someone's actively <laughs> spanking me. Like, like, I'm not- <laughs> basically, like, I, I don't think the thought is I can only orgasm then. Yes. But like, Being I definitely hyperbolic. can. Like, yes. you know, so uh, he's like, he decides he's going to go to the sex club he used to go to with his ex. He He feels like he lost his friend group after their breakup mm-hmm. because he didn't, they were all friends together mm-hmm. and he's been back occasionally but not all the time and he just doesn't feel like he fits there anymore but mm-hmm. he decides he's gonna go um so he their friend group fell apart partly because um he saw his friend tate who is a trans male um he had dumped his girlfriend so they got together while Tate was transitioning, mm-hmm. and then the girlfriend was no longer into it, mm-hmm. and it was, like, a whole thing that kind of, like, and then Adam and his boyfriend broke up, and the whole friend group kind of just deteriorated. So the last time he was at the club, he saw Tate, and Tate was trying to flirt with him, and he just, like, shut down mm-hmm. because he doesn't – he's not good with the social interaction. And so – he was like, I mean, I want to see Tate. He's super hot, but I don't want to I, – I can't I can't talk to him. Like, so basically what we find out is that when he goes to this club, some of the people who run it, some of his close friends, essentially will match him with a dom that they trust and work out the terms for him so that he never has to actually – Good friends. Very good friends. And right? a high level of trust from Adam for these yes. people. Um, but that's what he has done. He doesn't do it often, really, at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he's going to hook up, that's the way that he does it. So for Tate to approach him is like a big, hard no for him. But Tate doesn't know that. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So um, he decides, you know what? I understand that it's mid-afternoon. I don't care. I'm going to the club. He's like, I am over Christmas right now. It is in my face. I don't have... Did he find a sweatshirt or does he give up? He gave up. So I know nothing felt right. So he gave up on the sweatshirt. So he, he feels like Christmas is just like in his face. And there's like a single menorah in all of the the shop windows and he's like honestly hanukkah really isn't even one of the high holidays who gives a shit but like come on like come on and he's getting like increasingly agitated about it Mm -hmm. um and it makes him feel more and more invisible so he feels invisible Mm -hmm. in life anyway but then for he feels like his culture is being sort of erased everywhere he looks Mm -hmm. and so he just feels more and more isolated and invisible so, uh, he feels really good about his decision to go to the club. He's like here for it. He's excited. We're doing it. So he walks his in mid afternoon jaunt his to the mid club. F- mid afternoon jaunt to the sex club. Yes, um, which I think is called escape. I think. Um, well, he was escaping them all. He was. So he walks in, and there is Tate decorating a Christmas tree, and Adam loses his ever so loving is Tate shit. One of the 
owners? No, he's just a regular. So the the feel of this is very much the way that my friends who are active in kink communities describe theirs, where it is sort of a big family where people yeah. just show up and they hang out. And sometimes there's a scene, sometimes there isn't, but they do holidays together and things like that. That's the energy. So Tate is just helping to decorate for their holiday party. Well, and okay, I was having... Not a conversation about kink communities recently, but I was talking to a coworker about where you find your community as an adult. Mm-hmm. And because he was talking shit about one of his friends who had joined um, like a CrossFit box right. and was like, I think my friend joined a cult. And I was kind of like, well, if you think about it, like, where do you meet Where do you meet people? people? Yeah. Like, I feel like. A lot of, like, you you grow up with friends that are just mm-hmm. old friends. A lot of adults find friends in religious communities mm-hmm. um, or hobby communities, which I would include, like, physical fitness. Absolutely. Like, kind of can fall in that category, right? I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. My cousin still has friends that he will – he used to live in Nashville. He now lives in Texas 10, 15 years later. And he had joined a running club when he had first moved to Nashville And he still flies back to do events with that friend group. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Um, But, yeah, we've just had a big conversation very recently about, like, where do you find friends as an adult? So, like, it makes complete sense to me Mm -hmm. that, like, you're like, oh, like-minded people who I feel safe with and trust. Of course I want to spend more time there. Absolutely. And it's, you know, you're right. He doesn't feel like he can fit in or have community at work. He's very good at when he focuses, Mm. his anxiety kind of eases. Mm -hmm. And so he's very good at his job. He's a team lead. Mm. And even with his anxiety, he's able to, like, manage all of this stuff. And he does really great. Um, Outside of that structure, though, he has a very difficult time. But because he has been in this kink community, it would seem, for several years, Mm -hmm. they know him, he trusts them, they understand his anxiety, and they really support him through that, which is what he needs because he doesn't get it from his own family either. Mm. So he sees Tate decorating a Christmas tree and loses his shit. And he just walks over and, like, kicks a, a present box, like an empty one. That's just for decoration. decoration. He just kicks it. And Tate's like, hey, hey, Adam, you you okay, bud? Like, what you doing? (laughs) You good, my dude? And Adam is so escalated, he can't even respond. And so this is the way that it is described is Tate puts on his daddy voice and uh, tells him to kick the box again. Like, he can see that he's having a hard time and needs some kind Mm. of release. So he tells him to kick the box again. And so Adam goes bananas, and he starts yelling about how um, no one cares about him. No one asks him about um, his his holidays. Like, he names several. He's talking about Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he's always alone, you know? And he is mm-hmm. a regular attendee of synagogue. Like, he goes mm-hmm. every single Saturday. But he still doesn't have, like, the religious community aspect Mm -hmm. of that. And so he doesn't have people to celebrate these major holidays with. Mm. And so after he destroys a bunch of stuff, he just starts sobbing his eyeballs out while Tate holds him. Like, he had this big, like, explosion of emotion. And then it seemed like a, a... 
an adrenaline crash after. Literally what I was just thinking. Yeah, like a big adrenaline crash from all this rage that he had been kind of holding on to really since his breakup, which had been a very significant amount of time. Yeah. Because um, he said it, the breakup had been like a year before. I think it it may have been even longer, but it was at least a year. Mm. Um, and so he realizes that he feels warm and safe with Tate kind of holding him. Um, and he's just kind of quietly talking to him. And he gives him some water and just kind of sits with him while he comes down. And then he starts to lick Tate's neck and then realizes what he's doing and is like, uh like oh no (laughs) oh abort mission like like i've made a mistake um and he's like like was just cuddled in tate's lap and tate was taking care of him and like he was just comfy yeah yeah so, so uh he's like I really like this guy is the kicker to all of this. Like, I really like him. He's super hot. They've been friends for years because they were in the same friend group. Mm -hmm. And he's like, and now I've probably ruined any chance we have at, like, rebuilding our friendship Mm. after all this time because I just destroyed all the hard work that he did and then made it weird by licking his neck. Great work. Like, But was Tate into the the neck licking? Well, he doesn't know. So he's like. he got two in his head about it. Right. So he's trying to pull away. And Tate, like, holds on to him tighter. Um, And Adam keeps reminding myself, like, he is not my daddy. Like, that's what he's looking for. That's, like, Mm. the dom type he's looking for. He's like, "Mm, Tate's not my daddy. He's not my dom. Like, I need to have, like, emotional Mm -hmm. boundaries here through this. And to recognize what this is and what this isn't. Exactly. Got it. So he says that out loud. Like, you're not my daddy. You don't have to take care of me. It's okay. Um, He's like. You know, but I I know I understand this wasn't a scene. Like we didn't set this up. I'm really really sorry. Uh, and Tate just tells him not to move. He's like, don't move. So we kind of we sort of get both points of view, but it's all in third person. Mm. So that was like Adam's setup for this whole thing. So we go to Tate, and he is super excited that Adam is in his arms. Uh, He's always wanted more with him. He's always thought he was really attractive. Um, And he's realizing now that a lot of the weirdness, because Tate had moved away for a while. Okay. And then came back and had, like, finished his transition Or as much transition as he was going to do. Like, he did all of that. And he had started tea. And there's, like, a lot of discussion Mm -hmm. of all of that. And um, so he knew he looked different. And he was like, maybe he's not attracted to me. who who maybe aren't as familiar, could you explain what tea is for people? Yes. Tea is testosterone. Um, So there are varying ways in which a person can express their gender. And so sometimes that's through medical intervention and T is just one of those mm-hmm. medical interventions. Um, and so, uh, yeah, he's like, he's really anxious, but he seems to be into me. If the neck lick is any <laughs> indication, <laughs> he's like, seems like, uh, I might be misreading this, but, but seems like I, I might have a fighting chance. Yeah. Like maybe it, Maybe this is my chance, and I'm going to take it. You know, way to shoot your shot. Right. We can respect it. Yes. 
So he keeps referring to Adam as his boy, like in his mind, like that's my boy and stuff like that. Um, and he really, really, really wants to take care of him. Mm. Um, so he he's trying to figure out how do I do that? Like how do I do that in a way that feels safe for him? And like all that other stuff. He's like, I'm pretty sure that we are compatible um, in a lot of ways in terms of like kink and in terms of what they're looking for mm. but he doesn't know for sure because adam is so anxious he has a hard time communicating all that so um like in a way where almost ironically tate would be someone that they would set adam up with as far as like exactly yep you are looking for the same thing we trust this person we like mm-hmm. but hasn't been able to have that conversation exactly and and Adam and Tate both want more. They are looking for the same type of relationship. Mm. They just don't know that they yet. They don't know it yet. Um, they're, so, sitting, they're going like, man, I really wish this was out there exactly, for me. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so Adam is so out of it, he doesn't even notice people like walking by or one of the other uh, people in the community bringing Adam water. Like he doesn't notice any of it. Mm. And Tate is just like, Obviously, I have to take care of him. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's not he's not in a good place. He finds him super adorable. Tate finds Adam super adorable. Um, and he tells him that it's an honor that Adam felt safe enough to let go like that, that he felt safe enough to have that kind of emotional experience with him. What a beautiful reframe so of sweet. something that, like, I think historically people can feel a lot of, like, shame and embarrassment exactly and that's definitely where adam starts out like Mm. a lot of shame and embarrassment so um tate has been questioning because every time he's tried to flirt with adam adam has gotten weird and he thought it was because he was trans he was like maybe he's just not into me because of that and then he starts to realize that it's it's because of the anxiety um and so you know, Adam had said, I didn't think you were into me. And Tate's like, buddy, I've been flirting with you hardcore. I've been trying so hard to flirt with you for so long. Yes. And he's like, I stopped because I thought I was making you uncomfortable and you weren't into it because I'm trans. And Adam's like, no, no, I'm very into all of it. Just anxious. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very cute moment. Um. So, um. Tate, like, the the theme of the whole book, really, is that Tate works so hard to understand where Adam is coming from and, like, mm. what what's going on. Instead of making assumptions or um, decisions for him, he really tries to understand what's going on with him. I gotta say, what an admirable quality. I know. Because, well, one, it's an admirable quality, period. Like, no mm-hmm. comma. But I will also say that is something that, like, I did not realize was a difficulty of mine. Mm. Because I think, like, I'm always just, like, moving so fast. Right. And, I like, let's say, sure, I get it right, like, 75 to 80% of the time. I'm like, nope, knew where we were going, already got there, on to the next. Like, mm-hmm. help me help you, my guy. Like, right. 
but then there's like the 20 to 25, and obviously these numbers, I probably get it wrong way more fucking often than that. These are generous numbers I'm in my favor. I'm comfortable giving you that kind of credit. I'm good with that. Thank you. Thank you. But I feel like that's something that I didn't realize I did. And now being married for years and years, I'm very aware mm-hmm. of like, I, hell, I'm pretty sure I did it several times this week. And there are times where my husband's like, in the kindest way possible, if you let me finish my sentence, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's not where we were ending. Mm-hmm. Um, see how you got there. But if you could let me finish my sentence, you'd see that we weren't going to end there either. Right. So just I truly appreciate that quality because that is not a quality that comes naturally to me. Right. And so seeing me people either. who do it better, I'm like, one, it's not hard to do it better. Right. But being like, oh. Oh, what a healthy. That's so precious and and kind. Because, like, I'm the same way. And it's usually, for me, it comes from a place of anxiety where Mm -hmm. I'm, like, so anxious to understand that I overshoot. And so then I, like, mess it up. Yes. And so for, for, like, the kink community as well, that's a big deal for him to be that uh, Mm. gentle and open because he is definitely still a dom and also the way in which he is dominant is also kind and supportive and caring mm-hmm. rather than like a- aggressive maybe is the word I want. Okay. This is going to be a very weird pivot, but just go okay. with me on this. Okay. I'll track. Well, as you know, I watched the challenge a lot when I was pregnant <laughs> and now my baby loves TJ Lavin's voice and stops crying if TJ Lavin is on. <laughs> But I some, did know that, yes. But at some point I'm like, we we gotta we gotta switch to Miss Rachel or Bluey, my dude. We, <laughs> we gotta can't. find a different comfort no. show. But what I always find super interesting is on like team challenges or like partner challenges, um the differences in partners and mm-hmm. the part like just because there are some where you're like, you are screaming at this person and they're not moving fast enough, and you're like I'm fucking pushing you up this mountain and like in aggressive way that you're like, this isn't helpful at all versus the people that are like, okay, you're doing so incredible. Like, I know you have that weighted pack on your shoulders. Like, right. Okay. Yep. Just how can I help you? Yeah, what we got to make need? it 50 yep. more yards than we're at the puzzle or like, Hey, if we make it up to this hill, I'll take 10 of your pounds off your, like out of your pack and put it in mine. Right. Mm-hmm. And sure. Sometimes the aggressive people win, but do they win? Right. Like, right. no, because when it, like, everyone just thinks you're a huge piece of shit when that's, right. when that's how you're communicating versus the people who are like, like, there was one challenge where, uh, the guy was like, listen, I know I'm the last place dude. And I know she's the last place female. No amount of time that I like, I like, I can't catch up. I've already lost. So instead of leaving her in the wind and just letting this girl finish the run on her own, I'm going to stay with her and encourage her and support her through it. And, like, we'll Aww. cross the finish line together. Yes, in a way where you're like, oh, what a beautiful moment. Like, yeah. just, like, those moments where you're like, you don't you don't have to be in a dominant role and be an asshole. Exactly. So I'm loving that energy in this book. And it's so different from most of the romance mm-hmm. out there because it usually is very mutually exclusive. Like if somebody is dominant, then they're also a dick. Yes. And that's just not true for Tate, which is really cool. 
Yes. Um, Here for this. So Tate is enjoying this entire interaction. Adam is being a little bit bratty and needy, and he's like, I'm into this whole situation. I'm loving it. Starts calling him his little star. Um, and um, <laughs> This book is so endearing. I know. It's really sweet. Um, and so they ta- start talking about Adam's past hookups and his needs. Um, and uh, he's like, super turned on that adam is following his directions like because adam tries to get up a couple of times and he's like stay come Mm. back you know and he's like following all the directions um he adam is like i'm i don't want to be too much like you know he's like oh you're brattier than i thought like i'm Mm. loving that and he's like i'm really sorry and adam's like oh do i need to turn it down he's like do i need to i and he's trying to like turn it down and and you know, make himself less essentially. Um, and Tate is like, Hey, so you're going to come home with me and I'm going to take care of you. Mm -hmm. And, um, Adam is like, well, for, for how long? And Tate is thinking forever, but that would be weird. Uh, (laughs) can't say that this soon. (laughs) He's like, so, uh, for eight days, you're coming home with me for Hanukkah. Right. And so, um, I see I see right, what we did there. Yeah, so uh, it's all very sweet. And again, uh, we don't get all of their history, but they've known each other for years. Because mm-hmm. on one hand, I was like, "Big yikes, bud! Why didn't anybody else in the club say anything?" Because that felt mm-hmm. really risky if oh, they're okay. always caring for Adam. But they've both been going to this club for a long time. They've both known each other for a long Got time. It. So I still felt that you know, if anything was unsafe, the people in the club would have said something. Um, so Adam's freaking out. I love you looking out for Adam like that. I know. I was like, "Aw, <laughs> you're like not my Adam, never." <laughs> So he's freaking out uh, because he doesn't know the plan. So because Mm. I have similar anxiety, I need to know the plan. Yeah. I need to know. We did this last night when we were discussing what we were wearing today. I was like, maybe (laughs) I need to bring options. (laughs) You were like, no. Ironically, when you said you were bringing options, I thought that means Hannah's going to bring a flannel button up. And then you showed up in my house wearing a flannel button up. And I was like, I'm so, I know Hannah. We've been friends for years now. I was like, I got that shit right. Oh my God. Well, that's, this is like my hoodie. Like, that's my comfort hoodie Mm -hmm. is my flannel. Um, But anyway, so Adam is panicking because he doesn't know the plan. So Tate is able to read the anxiety and he's like, what do you need? And he's like, I don't know. And he's like, What's going – and he, like, explores it with him, and then he mm-hmm. tells him, um, okay, so here's the plan. Um, I'm going to give you a bath. We're going to cuddle. There's going to be no sex. We're going to order dinner, and then we're going to go to bed, and we're going to sleep. Like a fucking great night. I know. I was like, oh, Throw a puzzle in there. I know, right? I'm sold. <laughs> Throw in a season of the challenge, and you have Chelsea Catnip. Honestly, we've watched so many. It's like burning. Are we over it now? I, I've, I know I've watched too much because we started going through the old seasons. Because I was like, we've watched all of the newer ones. Um, seasons ten through thirty-eight are available on Paramount Plus. 
Oh, Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. Now, I will also say this. A lot of, like, the early seasons, they were, like, the 20-minute episodes. And oh, as the right, show right. got more popular, they became, like, hour-long episodes. But then the seasons became a lot shorter. Right. And then they were like, okay, now these are, like, longer episodes and longer seasons. Um so I will say, it is also something that's, like, normally, like, passively on in the background. Yeah. It's not something that, like... You're actively watching. Yeah. Like, when yeah. they're like, can you name all of the seasons in order? I'm like, what? <laughs> like, who won this season? Like, when, like, you're watching, like, trivia on the show, and I'm like, y'all know these things? Like... Right. I'm like, I have pretty good attention to detail. No fucking clue. Yeah. I'm like, there's there's too many seasons. There's too many things. Well, and we have other priorities. Yes. Then who won the 37th season of The Challenge? Yeah. Well, and it's like, because like Amazing Race and Survivor and like all of those shows are like, like Big Brother, I think, is on like season 25 or something. Right. Where all of them are pretty far in. And I'm not shitting on this at all, but it no. is a legitimate question I have. Like, does the... Being the winner of season 33 feel as good or carry the same, like... Prestige? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Just, like, with all of the shows, not just right. the challenge. Right. But, yeah. I'm, hmm. And especially now that, like, it's just its whole universe, right? So, like, you start on one show, and then you'll, like, go cross over and be a guest on, like, a bunch of other shows. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels very like a closed circuit, you know? It's like, cool, you just have to, like, get your in on Once one of these. Once you're in, you can't get out. And if they like you, right. you can stay in this in this universe as New long career. as you want. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is a wild thing to think about. That, like, that can <laughs> That's just, like, your job? Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Well, because there are some people who, like, do the challenge, and historically they're like, this is my, like, this is my job. This is what I do. Because mm -hmm. I don't know how often they shoot. But, I mean, if you make it, you're shooting for at least probably two months if you make it through the full competition, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, that's a long it time. It is a long time. And the physical capabilities that you mm -hmm. need for so many of those shows that you're like, cool. Well, I got cut early because I wasn't physically in shape. So now I'm working out way more in the off season so, so I, can I can come, come back, back and win. And then right. it's just like, next thing you know. It's like a professional athlete for your seasons. Well, I also think what's, like, when these shows started, like, it was like 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds on the real world, right? And now yeah. you have people that they're like, like, Johnny Bananas on the challenge. I think he's he's been in over, like, tw he's been be between 20 and 25 seasons of the show. Like, he's in his 40s now. And I'm like, you are competing with people that, like, are now – oh, sorry. That was Craig. Oh, I'm so sorry, Craig. <laughs> oh, my God. For those who didn't just see that, Craig was sniffing my foot, and I thought something was crawling on my foot, and then I kicked. And Craig, um, he's fine. He's it, okay. It wasn't, like, he's a good. large – that was – sorry, Craig. I didn't mean to kick you. But, yeah, all that to say, like, it's – Reality television is no longer a young man's game. Correct. You have people in their 30s, 40s, mm -hmm. like 50s that are like, yeah, I've had kids. I've like had a full career. Right. right. And. Of this. And now I'm 45 and a reality star. Right. But like didn't start there. Some like, you know, right. where I'm like, some of the shows, cool, you got on it when you were like in your late 30s, early 40s. Like 
you were you lit, led a full life before that, mm-hmm. and now you're here, right? Where others, it's all they've known. It's weird. I mean, good for them. Twenty twenty three is a weird year to be alive. Yes, <laughs> for yes. a lot of reasons, not just that, but I do think like the concept of like being an influencer fifteen years ago. Yeah. What? Yeah. Even still now, that's how I know that like I'm I am no longer young really is like I don't I don't get it. Like <laughs> I'm like oh no. So why why is this person cool? Like what? What is a yeet? I'm like, you know what I mean? Um I asked I asked Vance recently. I was like so talk to me about Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> what do you want to know? I'm like, where did she start? How did we get here? Yes. yes. Yeah. And then we looked it up and I was like, oh, what? And now I'm forgetting if she was like a Disney I think child so. star or something like that. But just one of those where I was like, how, how is this 18 year old, however old she is, mm-hmm. that whole song about her driver's license, which I felt way too old to be that emotionally <laughs> impacted by. <laughs> Well, and I, you know, the other day we had somebody, you know, at work who was admitting and I was looking at their birth date and I was like, that's got to be a typo. You know, they were born in like 2004. And I was like, oh my God, they made people after 1998? I like really, like really had a hard time with it. I saw a post where someone was like... Biggest blow I've had recently was uh went to buy some alcohol and when I handed them my ID they immediately handed it back and I was like do you not need to check it she was like oh no I saw your birthday it starts with a one like your birth year oh. and I was like oh god oh god anyone oh shit <laughs> like oh my god I hadn't been prepared for yeah that. no no. Mentally or emotionally. No. Did no. you see the tweet a long time ago where someone was like, someone just said that I, they're like, oh yeah, she was born in the late 1900s. Yes. <laughs> I was like. <gasps> right. Right. Casual. We're fine. We're, <laughs> Everything's we're okay. We're all doing great. I'm okay. It's okay. Okay. How did so we do where, this? Where were, where so <laughs> Tate was explaining to Adam how he was going to take care of him. Yes. So they get to Tate's house and Tate had casually mentioned that Adam was going to be punished for his tantrum. Mm. And Adam was like, say more. But Tate did not. So <laughs> they get home and uh, Adam is asking about his punishment. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is like shocked by his own forwardness. He's like, why is this coming out of my mouth? Shut up, shut up, shut up. But he's still going for it. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Tate says, we'll talk over dinner, um, about what we're both looking for, right? So, Mm -hmm. to make sure we're on the same page. So, um, Adam starts spiraling again, and he's like, is this just for eight days? Is it going to be more? What's going on? Am I just his for Hanukkah? Right. Or is this going to (laughs) last? Right. Excellent. (laughs) See what I did there? I did, and I liked it. (laughs) Um, It was low-hanging fruit, but I appreciate the response. (laughs) So, um, he's like, he is, uh what I like to call future tripping where he's like, well, if this works out, like Mm. I can give Tate power over my, my finances. If he's going to be my daddy, he can pay my bills. Like, you know, if he's going to like, not that 
Tate is going to pay his bills, but literally giving him financial power so that he can just manage his money because it just stresses him out really bad. And he's like, pump the brakes, Adam. Like, maybe slow down, buddy. Whoa. Like, he's, like, scaring himself. Oh, so, okay, hold on. Adam was saying all that is like an internal monologue. Yes, he didn't say that out loud. When you said pump the brakes, I was like, wait, Tate told him to pump the brakes? I was like, he said that out loud to Tate? Oh my God. And I was (laughs) like, like, I think think that misinterpretation was on me. Yeah, so it's all internal. Internal monologue and just like, and yeah, funny because it's like, it's not like catastrophizing. Right. It's like reverse catastrophizing. Right. He's like, moderate your expectations, babe. Like, we just got here. Like, slow down. So, um, I, um, I feel like you say this as well in sessions, but I feel like all of the time I'm just in session being like, listen, that is a conversation and that is a problem for future Chelsea and future Hannah. But current Chelsea and current Hannah cannot do anything about that. But future Chelsea would love to have that conversation. Yes. Yes. Where you're like, and I feel like that's what Adam's doing. Adam's like, okay, this is a conversation for future Adam to have with future Tate, not current Adam to have with Current himself. Tate. Right. Right. <laughs> Either one, really. <laughs> Neither yeah, is going to solve. Rain it in. <laughs> Neither one is going to be helpful. Um, and so um, Tate is like picking up on the spiral and um, gives Adam a spanking, which was the punishment from before. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he also I'm tells, guessing Adam was into it. Well. Oh. Um, so he... He tells Tate tells Adam that the punishment really is because he should be bringing his anxiety to Tate before it spirals so that they can work through it together. And so he needs to trust him to do that. And so um Adam is very conflicted about this whole mm. moment that they're having and he is sobbing his eyeballs out. Um and so Tate just snuggles him for Does a little bit. Does Adam have a therapist? I think it's casually mentioned, or but like he may need management? a new one. Yeah, he may need a new one. Yeah. Because it's a lot. I was like, it I, makes me sad that he's like going through that much, you know? Yes. Like, I'm like, this is like, this anxiety is 1000% impacting his ability to like function in day to day life. Yes, it is. And that is like, because. Mm-hmm. We, we we are both anxious people. Yep. And But that's, like, where I've always been on the fence with medication management because I've always been like, no, no, no. I have a shit ton of anxiety. And it doesn't f- impact my daily functioning. Right. Where I'm like, I've, I've been able to manage it enough, right? And sure, there have been seasons where I look back and I'm like, I could have used some help yeah, there. Probably, yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably should have considered some med management at the time. Um. Just no, so I think for Adam, he has been managing pretty well, but because his routine is all messed up because he's not at work and because, Mm. like, all these other it's the holidays, it's all like a perfect storm of stuff. Because it sounds like he's generally very successful, he's just also anxious. But then you take Mm -hmm. away his routine and you take away. Or and you add the stress of the holidays and feeling invisible and not having family, yeah. and he's like, he can't manage it. 
So Tate like just snuggles him and takes care of him and tells him like, this, if we're going to do this, like you have to tell me when you're anxious. Like that's like, we have to do that together. We have to agree on that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he tells him, and this is really sweet. He tells him that he looked up how to DIY a menorah because Tate's not Jewish, so he doesn't have a menorah. And so he DIYs, he gives him several options. So they use wine glasses and like beans, dry beans and rice in the wine glasses and like set up birthday candles in it um, to light the candles. And um, Adam- Is it night? It's night one. Yes. Correct? Because it was a whole eight eight days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Adam is like, well, we don't have to, like he's, he's like hedging. He's like, you know, Hanukkah actually isn't really that important to me. Like Mm -hmm. it just- has become important culturally because of Christmas, but it's, like, not really. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was never special when he was growing up. And then he geeks out hard over the history of the holiday and goes into, like, all the detail of how we have Hanukkah and why, and it's not and even in the Torah. So I'm like, guessing Tate's like, so it sounds like maybe Hanukkah is something we're into. Tate's like, this is the cutest shit I've ever seen. He's <laughs> like, this is so fucking cute. And so um, they do the whole thing and um, they say gratitudes, which is part of the whole mm-hmm. deal. Um, the mitzvah, as it were. And um, I recently found a gold dinosaur menorah. There is reference to a dinosaur menorah later. But... I don't think I put it in my notes. I wanted it. Then I was like, we... That's weird. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> it might be weird. Well, I'm like, my, I have like extended family that are messianic. Okay. But okay. at the same time, it's still enough that I'm like, sure, in the future, if I start making this a regular practice, when like, right. yes, then I could justify the, the cost of this $80 gold. $80. <laughs> and then I was like, damn it, who do I know who needs a gold dinosaur menorah? And then I was like, fuck it. Do I just send it to someone and... No gift note. <laughs> My best friend is Jewish. She would love that, and so would her sons. Will I will you send me the link? I will send you the link 1,000%. <laughs> I was like, do I just send it to, like, my cousins and not, like, tell them it's going to show up? Don't tell them it's from you. <laughs> just a random. Um, I did that, not with a gold dinosaur menorah, but several years ago. I was several drinks in and um, was telling my cousins about the Claremont Lounge. Yes. Have you seen the tie-dye shirts they have on their website? No. They say, like, I saw your mama shaking it at the Claremont Lounge. (laughs) And I was very tipsy and thought I should just buy one and mail it to my cousin. With There was, like, no, like, (laughs) place to put a note or a Right. Or, like, this is a gift or whatever. Nothing. (laughs) And then I completely forgot. (laughs) And she texts me because she lived in Chicago at the time. And she's like, hey, Chelsea – is this from you? And I'm like, oh my God, yes. No, forgot about it. <laughs> what an awesome thing to forget. Yes. Mm. Like, but like, who else would send it? I have questions. You know, that is the bigger, like, if someone else sent it, you probably should yeah. have concerns. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, it, I I would love for that to be the energy I carry throughout my life. You're like, oh, you never know what's going to show up at our house. <laughs> From Chelsea. Chelsea had a few glasses of wine and got excited. And she's like, I just thought you needed this. It's fine. And that's why everyone in the future will have a gold dinosaur menorah. <laughs> so if you receive a random gold dinosaur menorah, just know it was from Chelsea. It's me. 
<laughs> but for real, I will send it to you <laughs> for your friend. Please do. Yes. Yeah, her kids would love that. So, um, Adam is like, this is really nice. Just remember it's temporary. Like, he's continuously reminding himself he is not your daddy. This mm-hmm. is temporary. Like, Eight days. Yep. Don't get attached. So, <clears throat> Tate does not want to have to go to work and leave Adam because mm-hmm. um, he wants to spend time with him. So, he gives him specific instructions for the day and, like, makes sure that he eats. Like, he has him text him pictures because he's really bad at eating regularly. For some of us with anxiety, that is a big mm-hmm. problem. So, um, he is just getting a lot of joy from taking care of Adam. He really likes it. Um, and, like, making sure that Adam is, like, happy and, and comfortable. So, he he instructed – they have not had any sexual contact really at all. Mm. Aside from the spanking, a little bit of neck licking, that's really it. Like, mm-hmm. there's been no – nothing else. If I'm making weird faces, it's because I have to sneeze and I'm trying so hard to not sneeze. <laughs> but I recognize that I keep like squinting up at the lights and trying to you stop. You do. It. <laughs> so if you're looking over and going, what the fuck? Are you okay, Chelsea? That's like, you don't need to get emotional. Like your eyes are watering. I'm like, it's okay. He just has Adam wait for him in a submissive position at home. Nothing bad's going to happen. No need to cry about like, it. Chelsea. Nothing bad's going to happen. Um, <laughs> so, um, yes, it, Adam is in a submissive position with a blindfold on. Um, and he, like, goes and gets a traditional, uh, like, seasonal pastry, Jewish pastry. Um, and they, they do some food play. Um, and he's really worried that Adam is going to judge his body because he's trans. Mm. There's reference to his top surgery, um, and just, you know, that he looks different and he's just really worried about that. Um, but, uh, he's, he just decides that he is going to just focus on Adam's Mm. pleasure. And so he, uh... There's my notes say orgasm denial followed by a BJ for Adam. So Tate gives Adam a blowjob. Got it. Um, everyone's happy. And then, you know, Tate didn't come and Adam is like weird about it. And he's like, no, no, you don't understand. Like I got more pleasure from mm-hmm. having this with you than whatever, whatever. So orgasming wasn't my only goal of this experience. Right. Orgasming yeah. was not the point yes. of this, right? Um bringing you pleasure and ha- experiencing you was the point. I fucking <laughs> love that my pets are just like, thank God Hannah's here. <laughs> they are. Well, Craig is in a half crouch on my lap and I just want him to settle and be comfortable. Oh, his eyes are closing. He'll probably fall asleep like that. He's not all the way down. Nope. Okay, buddy. Whatever makes you happy. No, there are a lot of times where I look at Craig and I'm like, this is a choice you're making. (laughs) Right. You don't have to make this choice. I do that with my cat Fred all the time because she'll, like, lay right on the edge of the bed. She has plenty of space. And then she will, like, doze and then slide off the side of the bed. And I'm like... So I have pillows lined up <laughs> all, around my bed so that she 
she has a gentle landing. Because you'll look over and she's like on her back with her little paws up and her eyes still closed. Like, what? (laughs) Ridiculous. Anyway. Pets are the best. So Adam, uh, Tate worked it out so that he could work from home for like most of the rest of the time that Adam's going to be with him. And so Adam is getting really bored watching Tate work. And um, he's, like, buzzing around trying to find something to do. He's, like, his anxiety is starting to build because he Mm. doesn't have a purpose for all the energy. So he's, like, buzzing around, not knowing what to do. And then Tate finally gives him instructions for lunch. Like, get the following items, put them on a tray, bring them over here. Like, Mm -hmm. very specific stuff to do. Um, So then. Question. Yes. Would it have to be that specific? Or could he just be like, hey, clean the bathroom? So Adam wants it to be that specific. Got it. It, like, helps him. He doesn't even usually like it when Tate gives him options. He literally Mm. just wants Tate to decide. Because his anxiety gets so overpowering, he has a difficult time. I recognize that that is what they are into and what they are both looking for in a relationship. And I need Adam to get a new therapist. Yeah. Well, so Tate will give him options and then Mm -hmm. say, or do you want me to choose? And then Adam will say, I want you to choose. And I love that they have, like, established that. But I'm also, like, at some level, I'm like, Adam. Like, his anxiety is that. Like, it it makes me sad his anxiety is that bad. Yeah. And also glad that Tate recognizes it and has had, has, like, built some strategies to help him. Yes. But also... Yes, a new therapist would be good. Yeah. Because I feel the same. I'm like, I love that, like, Tate understands what the situation is and is helping navigate it. Mm-hmm. And, mind you, I'm filling in a narrative here, right? But I'm like, that's a lot of pressure on on your partner. Yeah. Like, even if, like, you're into caring for them, like, mm-hmm. your partner being like, please make all of my decisions for me because I am too anxious to do anything on my own. Right. It's like, a lot. It's a lot that, of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. I, like, I... Yeah. And even if you're into it, like, I I very much know my husband loves taking care of me. Mm-hmm. And my husband has looked me dead in the eye and been like, I can't take this for you. Right. And you need to find someone professional to talk to. Like, not in a mean way, not in, like... Right. Be, it's, it, it is because he loves it's me. It's more... It is... Because I want to take care of you, then I'm going to tell you that I can't. Yes. And we're going to find you somebody who can. Absolutely. And I I think that, you know, Tate gets a lot of joy and fulfillment from it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as long as everybody's cool, that's great. If everyone's cool and everyone's happy, I think therapist Chelsea is like, how long is this sustainable? Yeah. Before, like, resentment and Mm -hmm. those things. Like, but also... That is why early on Adam's like, I recognize I'm a lot in these yeah. situations. And it mm-hmm. takes a very specific partner yep. to be able to navigate that with me. Right. To fulfill this need. Yes. Um, okay. So so Tate started giving specific instructions, which Adam was very grateful for. Yep. And then Tate feeds him by hand while Adam is like seated on the floor next to him. And then Adam gets sleepy and he falls asleep on the floor next to Tate. And it's like a cute moment. Um, so Tate wakes him up to make lot keys, which, you know, are excellent. 
Like, okay, this is a legit question. Mm-hmm. Is it latkes or latkes? Because I always thought it was like more of a, like the other sound, like a cuh sound instead of a key sound. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. So I have no idea. Okay. I've heard it both ways. Okay. One person told me that it's more like if you are Eastern European Oh, uh, just Jewish. like more of like a regional. Yeah. I don't know that to be true. <laughs> I'm just like. It could have been full of shit. You know, but. It could have been a fact. Could have been something they made up in the moment. It absolutely could have. Fair enough. And I would believe it anyway. Honestly, I really would. <laughs> I'm like, okay. If you say anything with enough confidence, unless yes. I like blatantly know it's wrong, there's a certain level where I'm like, I okay. won't question it. But honestly, even if you say it with enough confidence, even if I know you're wrong, I might still be like, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, he. I am susceptible to the gaslight, apparently, because if you say it with enough confidence, I will question myself. Yes. <laughs> oh. You know? <laughs> to basically, I, like... Okay, but gaslight, like, implies intentional, like, manipulation. Malice, right. No, malice. I don't mean malice. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but you're also not wrong. I probably am more susceptible to gaslighting than I want to admit. I think most of us are. Like, I don't, yeah, you know. That's fair. It's just a thing. I think it's something that, like, sounds so obvious that, like, right. when you're hearing stories that you're like, Hindsight. what? I would never fall for that. But then when you're, like, actually in it, you're like. Oh, I fell for that. No, I fell for that. Very like twice. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like twice. <laughs> Maybe three times for good measure. What, uh, what was that? Um, do you remember when, okay, this George W. Bush is the younger one. Right? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. When there was like an audio clip where he was like, fool me once. Sh- shame on, on me. <laughs> Like, <laughs> me tw- like could- I don't remember that. I don't know. I don't remember it being like that blatant, but just one of those where he was trying to be like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. But like fucked up the thing. Like, fool me twice. Shit. Who's the shame on? <laughs> like, shame. Everybody. Everybody gets shame <laughs> for having to witness this moment with you. Yes. Yes. But I love that that man. Have you seen? <gasps> he paints? No. Oh my God. George W. Bush does pet portraits. Okay, so we're going to have to hold that for later because I have a lot of questions and I'm going to need to Google. You're like, sorry, Chelsea, you can't just drop that and move on casually. We can't just pretend that didn't happen. At least I think it was pet portraits. Well, I'm going to find out. Might have, I might, it could be nature scapes for all I know. Either way, I want to see it and I want to know more. Touche. Yeah. Okay, so Adam fell asleep by Tate's feet. Yep. I keep wanting, I think Adam, I keep wanting to say Tatum. Mm. That makes sense. So anyway, Tate gets every, like all the ingredients ready and just like all Adam has to do is put them together. Um, so Tate, as like Adam is starting to make these. He's getting a little choked up because, like, nobody's done anything this thoughtful mm. for him in a really long time. And so he's, like, all emotional. And then Tate comes over and basically starts feeling him up while he's trying to make these, which makes it very difficult for him to effectively mix the ingredients. Um, okay. Question. Maybe this is just a Vance thing. But mm-hmm. I had to get it, like, lay not lay into Vance, but, like, 
had to look him squarely in the eye because Vance will do this thing. If I'm doing the dishes, let's say the sink is has been completely full. I will get 90 to 95% of the way through the dishes and then Vance will come up and like start like try and like grab my boob or kiss my neck. And I'm like, my hands are still wet. I've made it 90 to 95% of the way through this task. Can I just fucking finish this last dish and dry my hands? And Vance was like, like, I feel like that's like the perpetual conversation. I was like, listen, I drove the car all the way here. Are you going to park it in the garage for me? Like, <laughs> let me finish this I just want to be able to cross it off my list. Yes, I'm like, I'm so fucking close. Feel the room. I've been doing the dishes for 30 minutes, and you walked up in the last five. Let me finish. See, I do the opposite thing to other people all the time, where they are almost done with a task. Like, clearly, they're almost done. And I'm like, hey, do you need any help? (laughs) It drives my dad fucking bananas. He's like, no. No, I don't. He's like, great timing, kid. Perfect. I'm like, thank you. Also, that is a quote about the drove the car all the way here. That I was once, my um, my extended family who are messianic, I would go on their annual synagogue retreat when I was in middle school. And everyone was puzzling. And my dad and uncle had been working on a puzzle. And it was one of those, like, the last ten pieces. And someone sat down and tried to help. And my uncle was like, no, we drove the car all the way here. But thanks for parking it in the garage. And then the guy, like, got Ooh, up and, like, walked away. Oh, the faux pas. <laughs> like, that is puz- puzzle etiquette 101. Puzzle etiquette. Come on, man. Bless it. The sweet. So Vance and I are big puzzle people, but we'll start a puzzle. And then I'm like, okay, I did the edge. And now I'm going to go read a book. And then I'll come back. But Vance, like, when he gets in the zone. The focus. Yes. Yeah. And he will go, like, fully finish a puzzle. And I'm like, well, damn it. I wanted to puzzle with you. But I didn't, like, need to finish the puzzle three hours after the box opened. And so even when he's, like, I, like, even if I sort, like, three pieces at the start, Vance always saves the last piece for me to put in the puzzle. Oh, my God. That's the cutest fucking thing I've ever heard. It's really, it's the sweet. And I was like, Vance, I didn't do this puzzle. And he's like, yes, you did. It's our thing. And it's. Oh, my God. That's so cute. Isn't it? Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, it's such a small thing, but it's so sweet. But he's always like. I know I just did a thousand piece puzzle by myself. <laughs> but it's our thing. It's our puzzle. I'm oh, like, it's uh, yeah. I love that. It's very sweet. Okay, so much like you're getting emotional now. At that. <laughs> <laughs> Not the puzzle. Not the puzzle. Um, Adam um, was getting emotional and thought it was very sweet. Yes, and as he's getting emotional, Tate starts feeling emotional. Yes. And um, so they are like going at it. In the kitchen. And then, yes. And then Tate winds up banging him on the kitchen table. And um, after Adam finishes, he feels Tate start to, like, move in a different way. And he realizes that Tate is trying to get off. And he's like, oh, okay, like, I see what's happening here. I got it. I got it. So um, Adam makes this like offhand comment that trans guys are the best mm. and Tate like freezes up Aww. and he's like whoa, 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 whoa and Adam explains that um Tate was like super sexy getting off with him and he was really into it mm-hmm. um and it's super cool that he could have any size dick he wanted that's what he said and I was like yeah. okay 
Like, yeah. All right. You what know? a reframe. Okay. I never thought of it that way before. Me that either. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, me either. And so Tate is and like. we've had that conversation about boyfriend dick versus I husband know. dick so many times. You can have any kind of choose dick. Choose your dick size. Choose your own dick. Your own dick adventure. <laughs> oh, my God. So Tate is like super relieved about the whole thing. Um, and he's like. Oh, man. What a. I'm, yes. That I can't a, imagine that. No. Yeah. Like, not only having that physical experience and transition, mm-hmm. which you are already having to live with and reconcile right. on a daily basis. Right. But then to tr- bring in an intimate partner. Right. And that, and like, when you're still figuring mm-hmm. out yourself. Yeah. And. It's like a different level of vulnerability. Yes. You know? And so Tate is like kind of floored by the whole thing he's like what am i gonna do with you and adam is like uh keep me <laughs> like hey. um and there you go adam that's, uh, that's the confidence we love yeah that's what we're looking for so there's lots of cute moments where tate is realizing that um adam wants instructions for everything and has like what the kink community refers to as little like he's not a little but he has little energy so that's like got it somebody who is uh like gets into a childlike headspace and wants to be cared for he doesn't adam doesn't go like all the way to that place but he has tantrums and he can be a little bit like extra um moody a little moody. Yeah. Um, but he is also thoughtful and really mature in mm. in conversations that matter. Yeah. Um, in moments that are important, he's he will lock on to that and he is actually a really mature and lovely adult. Um and well, like what I what I kind of feel like I hear you saying there is like, yeah, Adam has those moments, but also has enough wherewithal to kind of know. When yes. you can have those moments. Yes, time and place. Yes. Like he's able to read the time and place and meet Tate's needs when like when mm-hmm. Tate needs him to be a grown-up, he's a grown-up. Yes. Um and so that's a big deal for Tate. So he decides to put a cock cage on Adam. Um, so he can't touch himself all day, and that becomes like their thing. Like Adam is like always in a cock cage, like all the fucking time. Um, and he loves it. And um, he makes him wear it all day while Tate goes to work. Um, which I had questions about the yep. safety of that. But I don't have one and I've never used one. I don't have a cock nor have I used a cock cage is what I should say. So, like, I don't know mm. that information. Because, like, with nipple clamps, you have to take them off. Like, you can't leave them on for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't And know. this could be a very naive and ignorant statement, and I can own that about myself. I imagine that it would depend on the cock cage. Like, Probably, yeah. Because I, I would imagine that there are the types where, like, if it's, like, more constricting, like a nipple clamp, where, like, yeah, right. that one has a time limit right. versus something that's, like, a little bit more of, like, cool, here's a little, like, chest that's, like, hugging around your, like, treasure chest is what not, like... <laughs> <laughs> yes, sure. I got it. I'm tracking. But something that, like, 
cool, this clamps on, but you you have movement. Right. And it, like... It doesn't restrict any blood flow. It doesn't restrict blood flow. Like, you could still urinate if you needed to. Right, right. Um, but I think my question with those is, I imagine, what pants do you wear over your cock cage? Right. Sweatpants. Yes. I mean... Can't be jeans. I would hope oh not. Oh, my God. Ow. Yeah. I Yikes. Think <laughs> those are the logistical things that I'm yeah. wondering about. Yeah, yeah. But I'm right there with you. Yeah. yeah. Um. So he Tate tells Adam about his family um, that uh, they're a bunch of assholes and mm. well, his parents anyway, and they're gonna dead name him and make shitty remarks to his brother-in-law who is Chinese American, and they're just generally like they don't sound like the most welcoming and compassionate people. Um. So. Even still, he asks Adam to come to Christmas at their house with him mm-hmm. um, because he just would really like to have him there. Mm-hmm. And so Adam is like, absolutely. Like, let's do it. So um, Tate is realizing that um, he loves how, like, um, like clingy Adam is. Um, but he's also trying to, like, cool down his desire for mm-hmm. control because he doesn't want to like run him off because he mm-hmm. loves giving him instructions. Like he he gets off this on that. This setup works very well for both of yes, them. Yes. But he doesn't know how well it works for Adam. Okay. And so he's like trying to pull back and a little he's bit. Like, Don't want to freak him out. Right. But Adam's out here like, give me more. Yeah. Like I'm I'm ready. <laughs> um and so uh Adam goes Christmas shopping for Tate's nieces. Um and my notes say they play strip dreidel question mark. It's a good night. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's what they do. They they play strip dreidel. So throughout this, the other like piece of this theme is that Tate is going out of his way to like understand the customs and traditions and make sure that Adam gets to engage them mm. um, as much as possible. Um, so Adam. Uh, it's Christmas Day. Adam is super laid back about meeting Tate's family, surprisingly, because Tate is freaking out. So he's like, I got this. Like, and he's also like, well, Tate told me what to expect. He told me to expect them to be douchebags. I can handle that. Like, yeah. I don't have to be worried. I as long as I know to expect them being yeah. douchebags, I'm I'm not great with them being douchebags, but I can do it. Right. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't go well, right? Mm-hmm. Um Tate's dad makes really shitty comments um, to Adam about him not eating the ham and about him being, like, one of those Jews and stuff like that that gets really gross and awkward. Um, Not just, like, a little, like, really shitty general level of shitty. Really shitty. Yeah. Like, also really shitty comments about his, um, the brother-in-law who's Chinese in front of their daughters who are also half Chinese, like making these mm. really like shit comments about them speaking Chinese because uh, they're learning Mandarin. And so it's like a whole thing. Which is a fucking hard language to learn. Yes, it is. And Adam also speaks some Mandarin mm. for his job and is working on learning it. And so he like practices with the nieces, Aww. which is really cute. So they go to, um, they decide they're going to leave. They're just like, yeah. you know what? We're done with you people. Yep. And so they go back to Adam and oh well, they go back to Tate's house and they do it's Shabbat. It's Friday. And so they do um 
Shabbat. They light the candles. It's the whole thing, and it's very, very sweet. They play games. They order Chinese food, which is, mm-hmm. like, a Jewish tradition on Christmas Day to, like, eat Chinese food for a lot of families. Um, and it's a, it's just really sweet. And so— Do you remember um, Rachel? Our, yes. Um Rachel always makes me laugh because she's like, oh, I never take off at the holidays. She's like, just like the Jew I am. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) But in like the funniest way where she's like, oh, no, I'm Jewish. I'll just eat Chinese food that day. Exactly. Because she's like, oh, I'll cover for everyone because everyone's out normally that week between, which I'm like, just shut down. Just shut it down. Right. Right. Who's even, whatever. Yes. 1,000%. But she's always like, yeah, I'm Jewish. I'll cover you. I don't care. <laughs> Bless her. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. She will, whenever we have, like, a team icebreaker question, it's like, what's your favorite holiday tradition? She's like, I'm Jewish. She's like, apples and honey for Rosh Hashanah? I don't know. Like. <laughs> kind of the <laughs> Like. Latkes. Yeah. For the record, I'm like. It's in the context of those conversations. Yeah. I was like, I realize I'm communicating this as though she's someone who's just like, hey, everyone, announcement. I'm Jewish. Which she's is not, not true. She's not like at that. All. But just like when we're having holiday conversations. Yeah. It just always makes me laugh because she's always like, yep, I'm just going to be eating Chinese food. It's fine. Yep. So why not? So the next day is Saturday, which is the Sabbath. And so they go um, – to the synagogue, Tate agrees to go, and he feels really, really honored that, like, they're going. And, um, Tate feels honored. Yeah, Tate feels honored that Adam asked him to go. Mm. And he's like, is it cool for me to be here? Mm. Like, I know that perhaps some other religious groups would not be super stoked about two yeah. dudes showing up together, one of them being trans. Like, that may not be acceptable. Um, but it actually Which is, is a bummer, great. but that's also like such a valid question to yeah. ask before you like go up, like you, before it you show be up really to someone's unsafe. religious community. Yeah. So Adam explains that in Judaism there are actually like six genders, and trans is like for most people who are active in Judaism, it's not a thing. Like they don't care mm-hmm. because it is already established mm-hmm. um, in their in their religion. And, um, so it's really nice. Tate has a great time and is like shocked by it. He's like used to a a standard Methodist situation. And if you've ever been to synagogue, it is not a standard Jewish or standard Methodist sort of thing where you sing some hymns and sit down and listen. It's very active. Yes. Um, so he enjoys that. Uh, they go back home for, uh, sexy times and, um, Tate's like, is this okay on the Sabbath? <laughs> it's really funny. And Adam's like, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we can fuck on the Sabbath. Thanks Bye. for asking. Like, he's like, well, you said we're not allowed to do work. I'll do the work. And Adam's like, that's not what that means. <laughs> like, like, we don't work on the Sabbath so that we can experience life and all of the joy mm-hmm. that there is in life. And sex is part of that. So thank you for asking, but also let's get naked. Like, <laughs> like no, like, Tate, for your purposes, like, just put the fridge on Sabbath mode. <laughs> You're right. good. <laughs> right. You can still fuck. Put the lights on a timer. Let's <laughs> we're done. Um, Adam doesn't practice like that anyway, but like you yeah. get it. So um they Adam decides he wants to give Tate a blowjob. 
which is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so is Tate open to that? He is, but when he takes his pants off, Adam safe words. Not like full safe word. They use the color system. So mm. red, yellow, green. Mm-hmm. He says yellow. Mm. And Tate's like, fuck. Like he must be disgusted by me. Oh. Like he starts getting really freaked out. Um, and Adam explains that he doesn't want to do it wrong. Like just give me directions because I want you to feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Tate talks him through it. Um and Adam is still in the cage this whole time and is not allowed to come. Oh, gosh. Um, and Tate tells him that they are going to the club tomorrow and he'll take it off then. So it has to be, like, looser so that yes. he doesn't get hurt. Um, but anyway, so they get ready to go to the club. Can't be a stomach sleeper, though. <laughs> no. Ah. <laughs> ah. Ow. <laughs> Maybe you can be. I don't know anything about this. Someone please educate me. That may have been the most ignorant joke I've ever made, and I apologize. Well, I don't know. I'm just imagining my husband is a stomach sleeper, and uh, I don't think that would go well. No. No. Yeah. No. Okay. He has a hard enough time just finding a pillow that's comfortable as a stomach sleeper. I can't imagine finding a Okay. What a specific instruction when you're like, look, you're like, we need a cock cage. Just one that I can sleep on my stomach while wearing. Right. I'm imagining like uh, them using, like I've seen pregnant women use inner tubes to like put their bellies in so they can sleep on their stomachs. I'm imagining that, but like with a hemorrhoid donut. Honestly, I should have tried that because I'm definitely a like side to stomach sleeper. Yeah. And, but there's also, on the flip side, you can't lay on your back fully. Right. Like past a certain, uh, I I forget. I feel like people said it at different amounts, but like pretty much like after your second trimester starts, it's not ideal to be on your stomach or on your back, but then also not like fully on your stomach. Yeah. It was really funny when I would go to yoga classes and like, I've been an instructor for decades. I'm like, I like know like the general modifications, but there were definitely things where I'm like, okay, everyone's on their stomach. What do I do? <laughs> like, and depending on the instructor, because one instructor like brought me two bolsters. Uh, so my stomach would be like. Elevated. Yeah, would mm-hmm. be in between them. Other instructors are like, oh yeah, just stay on all fours instead right. of like going fully on your stomach. Right. Um, but definitely things to consider. Yeah. When you are historically someone who loves to sleep on your side stomach and then suddenly can't. Yeah. Um, That would be a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend. She was like, that's the first thing I did after I had my baby. I just like splatted face down on my bed. (laughs) She's like, I just needed to like lay on my stomach and be like, I can do this again. Oh, sweet relief. Yeah. Yes. One thousand (laughs) percent. So we don't know Adam's sleeping position. We do know he's still wearing a clock cage. So they go to the club, um, and Adam is just trying to focus on enjoying the moment because he knows it's going to be over soon because we're coming to the end of Hanukkah. Like, this, that's what's going to happen. Tate has given no instructions that this is going to last past eight days. So in Correct. Adam's head, Correct. this is my Hanukkah experience. So they get to the club, and Tate has organized an entire Hanukkah party 
for Adam at Damn the club. Damn it, I love Tate. I know. So Tate's like, yeah, it turns out there's a huge Jewish community that comes to our club. And they mm-hmm. never felt safe enough to stay anything about wanting to have a party. But they all loved it. And we got it catered. And it's like it's all decorated. And it's just a really, really sweet time. Um so they have a wonderful time with their friends. And one of their friends who is at the club and is Jewish has a dinosaur menorah. That's not in my notes, but I remember But you're it. like, it, it yeah. is important after our previous conversation. But now I remember it. Um, and so um, Tate finally takes Adam to do a scene. Um, he, like, ties him up and, like, whips him to completion. He finally takes the cage off. It's a whole moment. Um <laughs> So, One would hope it, you get a full moment for that after you've worn that cage for so for fucking like long. 36 fucking hours. <laughs> yes, you deserve a moment for you that. You do. You do. And he did. He got one. Um, and so they have just a great time with their friends. And it's just a really, like, nice moment for all of them. And so then um, Tate, it's the next day. It's the day before the last day. Of Hanukkah. Um, Day seven? Yes. So it will, so it's weird because in the Jewish culture, it's measured by nights. Um, so Adam doesn't know if Tate meant nights or if he meant the days. Mm. And so he's like, uh, should I leave? Like, because he like made a whole dinner for Tate. Tate's freaking out because he's late getting home. He was, like, making some stops for things for Adam. Mm -hmm. And so he stopped at a jewelry store to pick up a gift for him. Um, And Adam has stopped responding to his texts. And he's like, fuck, 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 fuck. This is not good. So he's, like, racing home. And there is a huge mess in the kitchen. Like, huge mess. Um, And he finds Adam, like, curled up in the bed in the bedroom. Um, and Adam is, like, refusing to speak to him. And so Tate puts Adam in the corner for punishment. So it, I didn't get into it, but they came up with their, like, list of acceptable punishments mm-hmm. um, and what the punishments would be for. Got it. Previously. So that was one of them. So um, after Adam has a full whole entire meltdown um, about – you know, the last week, the whole last week is has been fake. He's like, please mm. stop taking care of me. None of this was real. Like, I need you to stop. Like, I really need you to stop. Because um, he's really trying to distance himself at this point. He was trying to lean into, like, this is our last night. Like, let's make it really special. And then Tate got late. He got in his head, and it became a whole thing. He didn't mean to make a mess in the kitchen, for the record. He burned his hand when he was trying to, like, get the food to stay warm since Tate was late and dropped it and then was like, fuck it. (laughs) Like, fuck all of this. So Adam's having a meltdown. So I've been there. Not that exact situation. That's a very specific. It situation. is very specific. But that, like, you're you're like you're feeling super anxious. You're trying, and you're like, cool. Take some deep breaths. We just got to get through this. Like, okay, yep. we'll make the most of it. And then, like, one more thing. And you're like, fuck all of this. Yep. I I can no longer. Yep. Like it's like okay. You know what? I have reached the maximum of my distress tolerance capabilities. Yes. But I I can do it. 
I've got it. I can handle it. And then one more thing happens and it's like, that was literally all I had. So I'm not going to give anything. Fuck you and good night. Yeah, so I'm going to go sit in a dark room by myself. Yes, I'm going to lay down on the ground. And once I can re-regulate, we can try again. But until I re-regulate, there's no point in trying shit right now. It will not go how anyone wants it to go. Nope, I will make this worse in fantastic fashion. (laughs) Like, I don't mean to brag, but it's going to be real bad. You're like, that's not a threat. That's a promise, baby. (laughs) I will ruin this shit. Yes, that is me. (laughs) 1,000%. (laughs) Yes, that's correct. Oh, my God. Okay. So, um, Tate starts to cry because Adam is like, I can't do one more night. Like, I I can't. I can't pretend for one more night. And Tate is thinking that Adam hasn't been into this. I can't pretend to be into this for one more night. So, Tate starts to cry. Um, justifiably so. Yep. And he is like, in his head, he's like, I have to pull it together to take care of Adam. Like, if this is what he wants, if he wants this to be over, Mm. that's okay. Yeah. Right? Um, because the whole point is for me to take care of him and give him what he needs. So if what he needs is for this to be over, then like, okay. So he's trying to pull it together. But then he finally realizes that Adam this whole time has just been thinking that it was a fling because Tate ex- set expectations early so that Adam would know the plan, yep. right? Um, but then he never reset them or communicated that he wanted something different. And so... Um, Which, God bless, I love this because like literally 30 seconds ago, I'm like, man, all of this could have been avoided with some simple communication, but they've been communicating well. yes. Like, it's more of like, oh, you know, now that I pause, I realize an important, one, one important detail was missed. Yeah. yeah. One important detail. Yeah. Makes and sense. so that's kind of the whole thing is that, like, Tate was assuming that Adam knew how he felt about him because mm. he was doing everything he could to show him. And he's realizing that because, you know, there's stuff in there about Adam's past relationships, telling him he's too much, telling him he's too clingy, telling him, like, mm. all this other stuff that, like, he wouldn't have been able to read the behavior. Like, he needed the words. Yes. And so um, he uh, he has Adam open his last Hanukkah gift that he picked up from the jewelry store. Adam's like, I don't want a present. <laughs> and Tate's like, open the fucking bag. Like... <laughs> Open it. Just open it. Just open it. It'll all click. And so um, it is a – so in the kink community, when a sub has been, like, claimed essentially by a dom, oftentimes they will wear a lock, right? Some kind of necklace that has a lock on it that can't be removed um, to show, like, ownership essentially. Mm -hmm. And so it's a lock with a pendant that says little star on it. Um, And, uh, well, it says Tate's little star on it. And so Adam's like, what? (laughs) For real? And Adam's like, yeah, dummy. Like, I kind of, like, care about you a lot. Duh. And so um, they agree to be in a relationship for real. And they're going to go for it. Adam is excited to get reconnected to the kink community since he's been pulling away. And they're like, yeah, we're going to do this for realsies. 
And that's the end. What a sweet little story. I know. It's a very sweet little story. But I I just thought about so I read another book recently where this guy is trying to propose to this girl and the ring is in a cup of coffee. And she is really that because that's their thing. Like mm, it's, okay. they have a thing. And so she is mad at him about something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, baby, just drink your coffee. And she's like, I need the words, man. What are we doing here? And he's like, baby, drink the coffee. And eventually she just flings the <gasps> coffee like out into the yard. And her grandma and like her family are standing right there. And they're like, oh, fuck. Did anybody see where it went? <laughs> and the guy is like, cracking up he's like laughing really hard and she's like did i just throw my my engagement ring into the yard and he went yeah 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 you did you sure did <laughs> and that that's the energy is he's like just open it and he's like i don't want to open it and he's like just like, fucking please just finish the coffee <laughs> just fucking open it <laughs> but it Incredible. is a very sweet story again like there's a certain amount of of authenticity to it because it's obvious this author understands the queer community and understands the kink community and apparently Judaism as well because it's all very accurate. Um, But it's a nice read. There's very little angst. There's very little like, there's no major plot really of like horrible things happening or anything. It's just a very nice two people coming together and figuring it out. So what's our rating system? Dinosaur menorahs? <laughs> Regular menorahs? Lot keys? Is it eight menorahs that were? <laughs> or eight candles? Um, yeah, maybe we just go with candles. Let's do candles. Out of, out of eight candles. Out of eight candles. Placed in a dinosaur menorah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go... I think I'm going to go with six. Yeah. Like, I would read it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was one that was, yeah, it was nice. It was a very uh, pleasant departure from the usual kink and queer romance that I mm-hmm. have read. Because it wasn't, it also wasn't all about, like, overcoming the adversity of being queer. It was just a it relationship. Was just like, cool, we happen to be queer. Yep. And this is our love story. Exactly. Versus, like... The focus of our love story is that we're queer. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, I would say six out of eight pretty comfortably. Yeah, I didn't read it, but I feel – I really loved them. Mm -hmm. They were – like, well, I know I said it before. Do I want Adam to find a new therapist and maybe um, a new medication regimen? Sure. At some level, yes. (laughs) And I thought the way in which they engaged the whole time was, like, so sweet and endearing Mm -hmm. and like what you want to see out of a healthy relationship yes because do you ever read yes you read fucking a thousand books more than i do um (laughs) but you know like when you're reading a like a there's conflict there's a legit disagreement fight happening that you're like this hasn't been worked through yep but they're like the tension and buildup of a fight, and now we're going to fuck. And you're like, where's the I, resolution? Oh, I'm sorry. I I can't 
like get there with y'all suddenly being intimate with how that conflict just went down. Right. Especially if they don't resolve it after. Like if there's resolution after, I'm like, oh, okay. Still like, not my favorite, but I but will. But if we concede. come back around, like yes. I can get behind it a little bit more because it's like, what? Uh, uh, like this, we're just going to have this fight again. Yes. Right? So like, what have we accomplished? Nothing. Yeah. When they're like, well, in this fight, we both just realized how passionate we are. And then we started making out and you're like, no. Doesn't solve the issue. Yeah. So yeah. I, I really appreciate that like. Their approach, the whole book was seemingly like, hey, like, let's solve the issue Mm -hmm. and we'll go from there together. Exactly. And that is just like refreshing as a whole. Very refreshing. I haven't read anything else by this author, but I am going to. Yeah. Um, I've been reading a lot of very trashy motorcycle club. You've romance. been on your motorcycle club I have for a minute. For a minute. Like it it's like a JS Scott moment. There's so much of it. I'm just like plowing through it. When that's done, I will likely read more of Reese Morrison because I did really like it. Fair enough. Well, yeah. everyone, let us know what how many candles you would light this how many nights of hanukkah are we making <laughs> it through in your review um thanks for joining us don't forget to like and subscribe if you don't like us don't do those things but you probably wouldn't make it this far in the episode if you hate us that much um <laughs> if you did okay that's also okay yeah we aren't for there do you know how many podcasts there are do you know how many podcasts i don't listen to most of them. Most of them. And yeah. that's okay. Find your tribe, people. Yeah. We love it if we're your tribe. But if we're not, we want you to find the people that feel authentic to you. Absolutely. If you have any suggestions for things you would like us to review, yes. feel free to drop them in the comments and reviews. Um, or shoot us a message on Instagram or Facebook. But other than that, thanks, guys. And Happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays. We'll see you next time. Well, that's it for this week's Mutt Sluts. We hope it was good for you, because it sure was great for us. If you're digging what we're doing, it would mean a lot if you'd take a minute to rate and review the show wherever you're listening right now. Maybe tell that sexy someone to lend us an ear. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next week. Stay smutty.